Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Off The Beaten Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. Today's episode, I sit down with Liam Bailey. Um, Liam was somebody who I first um, heard about Obviously, when he sung Blind Faith with uh, Chase and Status, the, the global absolute club step, dubstep anthem. I don't know how he'd categorize that song, but it's just, you know, a global um, monster record. Um, I then heard um, I then heard him sing uh, with Shy FX, uh, Track Will Soon Come, which is... Um, one of my favorite ever records. I think it's absolutely incredible. And that's, you know... That's not even, you know, scratching the surface of um, of the records that Liam's put out um, as, as as an artist in his own right. And we're going to talk about this today. And, I mean, this is probably one of the funniest episodes of Off The Beaten Track I've ever recorded. Um, Liam's uh, a real good, a real good crack. And, uh, yeah, we, we, we go right into it. Uh, growing up in Nottingham, uh, somehow detour onto uh, social media on Mushrooms. And uh, and it goes all over the place, and it's wonderful. Um, before we get on with the episode, just a quick thank you to Scroobius Pip and everybody at the Distraction Pieces Network. Um, go and check out all the other podcasts if you haven't already um, over there. There's some, some wonderful pods. Um, thanks to 76 for producing this podcast. Um, and, and also, if this is your first time listening to Off The Beaten Track, then when you finish listening to my chat with Liam, um, go and have a look in the archives because you'll, you'll find... Um, you know, over 170 episodes now with some of your favourite musicians, DJs, producers, actors, you know. You can, you know, hear me chatting to guests as diverse as Chuck D to Mel C, through to James Lavelle, through to Chic, you know, through to Maxine P, Amanda Abington. You know, we, we, we go all over the place with um, with the genres of uh, of music and, and artists in general that... Um, that I like to sort of chat to about their creative journeys to date. Um, and if that's not enough, you can support the podcast as well, which is always really appreciated. I put four radio shows up each week um, and standalone episodes as well on Patreon. So, you know, from as little as a dollar a month, you can you can support the podcast and, uh, and any help there is really, really appreciated. You can find out about that um, and everything else at offthebeatandtrackpodcast.com. Let's get on with it. Strap yourselves in because you're in for a laugh. This is uh, gives me great pleasure to uh, to say enjoy off the beaten track podcast with the wonderful Liam Bailey. It's- 
this Off The Beat and Track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. It's me, Stu Whipping. Right, we are recording. Sitting opposite me today, via the means of Zoom, is Liam Bailey. Hello. Hello, sir. You all good? Yeah, I'm all right, me. Um, I, I got up about two hours and I'm a little lying today, weren't I? <laughs> I'm a little lying, bruv, you know what I mean? I was in Tunbridge over the weekend visiting my, my brethren over there. He had a, a weekend off where he went with the kids. So, you know what I mean? We just kicked back, had some tunes on. Nice. You know what I mean? Blazing, some nice food. Lovely. Chatting, you know what I mean? It was nice, actually, brother. We had a nice weekend and that. Wonderful. Well, um, what have you been up to over the last sort of six months? Like, And, and how have you found the whole six months of, of lockdown, Liam, both personally and professionally? Professionally, I've found it, I've found that the consequence, the, the I've had some fruitful results from this lockdown, basically, is what I'll say. Like, um, during the lockdown, I decided to, like, fully get on some, like, try and do some music production on the, you know, you've got these apps now, bruv, you've got these... Um, What's it called? Splice. Have you heard it? that splice is called splice? Anyway, cutting and pasting and all of that. So I did more of that, and my attention span is terrible. Um, and I don't think I would have done it if there wasn't a lockdown. So that was good. I got some really good song ideas from that process. Um, I did a few. Um, I've caught up with a few friends in a in a slightly different way than I would have done. If we weren't on lockdown. Um, I've done a lot of re- reflecting. Been a bit deep. Some deep minutes. Um, some strict minutes. Some sad minutes. Some positive minutes. Um, I've, you know, lost a friend during the pan- during the lockdown as well due to suicide. Fuck. And that was just crazy, you know what I mean? Um, but um, it's just it's just crazy, really. Um, I in, in in myself have been actually quite positive. Um. It's been this really weird kind of situation where I'm like, it's either it's positive or or there's like um, something bad happening. So, you know, what I mean, I suppose when there's no lockdown and you're out on the streets, maybe you're constantly in and out of vibes. So it's yeah, like all this blurred thing. But like, you know, what I mean, one minute it's beautiful out in the garden, it's beautiful weather, Mr. Jam's playing the sick tunes on the radio and. Mrs. has just done a barbecue and it's lovely. And then next minute you're talking to someone who's don't know, like literally breaking up with their family because of mortgage payments and, and, or, or we, or because of just the pressures of being indoors like this now. Yeah. Five people in a household. It's been a deep minute, mate. So, so it's quite, you know, one minute, I count my blessings a lot. I know that, you know, coming out of this, I'm like, well, oh, I'm so lucky, you know what I mean? That I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I live off my royalties, my PRS, 
it's not a lot. It's not a lot. But it keeps me ticking over. I've got small outgoings, you know what I mean? Um, and because uh, and, and of the nature of what I do to feed my belly and to feed my soul principally, but to feed my belly, it means that, yes, I am affected with the gigs and whatnot, but I can do, be doing the music and I can be writing and, you know what I mean? Creating, yeah. Creating, so, it, yeah, bruv. All right. Well, let's get on with uh, with with your playlist and uh, and let, let's um, let's do some more reflection. I'm sure. Oh uh, shit! You gave me loads of jobs, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> mate. Yeah, mate. <laughs> let me, let me... <laughs> Wait there. Let me look at this now. I won't need. Okay, right. No, no, no. I bet you'll be surprised how much I can answer these anyway. Good, mate. good. So, Liam, we... what's the song with the greatest ever intro? BMX, um, on the album, uh, it's getting hot in here or something like that, or like hotter than hell, or it's got this song and it starts, it's called Intro. And it, bruv, it's incredible. The bars, the lyrics and his flow, it's like awe-inspiring, basically. So, and the backing track is so good. It's a bit like um, Hail Mary by Tupac. Um, so I'm going to go with that one, mate. It's, it's weird you say the word intro and then DMX. Have you heard the it come out years ago when it was like there was just loads of mashup sort of stuff happening everywhere? Did you ever hear the DMX mashed up with the XX their intro oh, no, of uh, X gonna get you? Oh, yeah, I, I bet you. I, I can imagine it's amazing because I love their their track uh, intro as well. Is mm. it called intro? Their yeah, track? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, they just they just dropped DMX over the top of it, and it is fucking incredible. It really, right. really is. Um, well, what I want to ask you, um, Liam, is in the duration of the time that you've been um, writing and releasing records, have you adapted or changed the way that you approach writing from when you first did to when you do now? Um, and I'm basing yeah. this question on the fact that the industry has probably changed dramatically in that time in the way that people listen to music via streaming services and everything is very, very fast and disposable and there's constant distractions telling you what you might like if you click this. And, you know, how, how, have you been affected by changes in, in how people listen to, to music and the way that you approach your songwriting? Oh. 45 Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you, you do, you know, you do kind of, it's a bit like, you know, um, it's a bit like when Van Halen, you know, Van Halen passed away, yeah? Mm-hmm. It's a bit like when he came out with that tapping, yeah. Everyone else, like even everyone else that was cussing it, was like, "Wait!" They were all sitting in their bedroom <laughs> trying to do it, man. You know, <laughs> and you know, before you knew it, like you know, everybody kind of had a little tapping bit in their vibes. You know what I mean? And I feel like that is a bit like kind of now, like yes, I do use my imagination when I'm, I use my imagination the same way when I'm writing now that I did before, but the process of finishing it can sometimes have a few tweaks in it maybe. So, you know, if I've got an idea that I've, I've got down and it's like a minute and like I had an idea on the album called where, where do I start? Yeah. And it's about one minute, 10 seconds. Now, 10 years ago, mate, I probably wouldn't have thought to myself, oh, that sounds sick. Let's put that on the album. But now I thought, let's do it because everyone's doing these two-minute two songs. Yeah. One-minute 50, mate. You get a lot of one-minute 50 vibes nowadays. So. There's, no, there's no fat on the bone anymore in pop. So I just thought, you know, so you do in that sense. Um, what other sense? Also, um, my last EP, the EP I did called Brand New, with the label, uh, I did that and um, I made a conscious decision while I was writing that to go with production styles that felt like the new Music Friday playlist, I won't lie, mm-hmm. on Spotify. Like, I was like, mm, let me try, because, you know, but when like, I, I like to write songs, I love music, I'm in the fortunate position that I'm not pigeonholed myself or, you know, I'm not allowing it, so... You know, you sit there and you think, oh, you hear a song, someone says, I fancy trying to do that. And But um, it ended up becoming more like a meeting in the middle and it kind of worked. So, so yeah, I think just like any trend, mate, you know, art does, it, it's, any good art is all ears, isn't it? 100%. 100%. Well, let's take you back. Liam, um, for track two, the first song you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you? Ben by Michael Jackson. Okay. I just remember, mate, that was the first song that I cried. Like, I, I remember I've got one of my earliest memories is being, is, um, being in my bedroom. Um, we'd just come back from swimming. Swimming in Beeston, in Nottingham. And um, and I got one of them microphone, you know those toy. I'm gonna take you back to uh, toys. Of, what was that other spot called? There was like, was there a toy spot? Something to do with a giant or something? What a shop? Anyway, toys R Us. I think it's Toys R Us, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. 
So I got like uh, this mic that was on a mic stand and it had all the noises at the bottom. You know what I mean? I was about, I, I must have been seven, mate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like six. And Ben, Ben, Michael Jackson, you know, I'd have loads of Jacksons, Jackson 5. And Ben just came on and I started crying because I was singing along to it, pretending I was singing. And, and I remember, I don't know if my mum came in or not. Can't remember, but I think I was aware she might do. Yeah, and it struck me, and I think I know why. There was things going on at that time that might have resonated. It, I feel like the energy of that song kind of fits anyway. But yeah, that's the vibe, mate. I was I was growing up in Nottingham. Sand. Um, to be honest with you, um, the older I get. In London as well, the more I realised, you know, it was it was blessed. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, what? So, it, it, I, I spent the first part of it in Beeston on like a social housing estate with my mum, and um, and then we moved out into the countryside when my mum met my dad, well, my stepdad. So we moved out there, and that was a good change. I mean, it was outside; it was in the countryside. Um, like we laughing about it is the first because I'd never seen a cow before, mate. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> honestly, it was mad. Like, yeah. um, so you're seeing cows and horses, and uh, so that was interesting. Um, and, and, and what about music? Like at, at home, aside from you know you playing the Jacksons, like. You know, was, mm-hmm. was there always, like, records on at home always. with your mum listening to you? Yeah. What sort of stuff? Always, because my mum was a young mum. So she always had, um, she, she had a lot of Simply Red going on. Right? Yeah. She had Simply Red. She liked, um, she liked Gregory Isaac was on a lot. Um, I'm on about early Simply Red as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Money, money's too tight to mention. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Back the years, all of that. Holding back the years, like that is just that soundtrack, mate, to my childhood. I'm telling yeah. you. And then he gets um, he gets some grief, Mick Hucknall. Like he gets you know, a lot of grief, but nobody tries to step to him about his music, though, mate. Like that that guy can sing. He can sing, bro. Like let's be real out here, mate. He's an amazing singer. Mm. Who like is a believable singer as well. You yeah. believe him? Like uh, there's an acoustic version of. Uh, holding back the years on YouTube where he's in his studio just singing it on acoustic guitar to the camera. Mate, it's all you need to... That's No not many people can step like that anyway, even to this day. So, Did you ever hear that tune? Because I, I kind of... Them first couple of... Simply, I'm, I'm 47, so I, I, you know, I was a very sort of young teenager when Simply Red come out and, you know, and I, was, I was into it. And, yeah. and then I kind of, as I got older, kind of lost interest in them. But there's one track that he done... Feels like quite not that long ago, but it probably was like well over ten years ago now, if not more. But did you ever hear that song you done? Was it with like Wyclef or something like that called Angel? That means it now. And he just sings this line, "Gonna find me an angel," and he's his voice, fucking hell, it's like it's unreal, and it's yeah. like, and it's just because the press give him give him shit, yeah. and I, and, like, and I heard that, and I just thought, do you know what? He's done his talking now. 
He's Mate, just... you know when I used to, I used to do the paper ad, you know, in the, in this village in Selston, and I, he was always in the papers, wasn't he? Like, yeah. he was always working his way through different models and that, yeah. That's like, why people it, don't like it. Well, like, it, cause, and also, you know what, I used to, like, down at the local, there's a pub down in Underwood, and there was this geezer who used to come in there, and I think he used to hang about with some of the lads that were in his band and all that, and he used to be telling me, oh, he likes his gear, you know, they're all like their gear. And, like, you know, be in the back of the welfare going, he likes his gear, you know, Rick Hook and all that. Like, <laughs> look at him, going, hey, like, he's so mad. But, yeah, he was a... Uh, it's a bit of a wrong money in the 90s, mate. Oh, mate, he maxed Thank it, you. you know? And yeah. I'm not being funny. If you had a voice like that and, the, God, the amount of money he must have earned, you're going to have well, a good time, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? And you know what? He's clearly a nice bloke mm. as well because, like, you know, those... You know, he wasn't struggling for companies. <laughs> but he might have been doing his own version of Rick James, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the white Mancunian version. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. I was actually showing someone the... Um, uh, the Charlie Murphy stuff the other night. Oh. Uh, like my mate had never seen it, and I was like, "Just watch this." Just watch don't it this. just show you? Didn't it? It's the the best things, the most funny things in life are unscripted, aren't they? Hundred percent. Like they're just the genuine sit down stories people will tell you. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Liam, for track three, the song reminds you of your time at school. Right, this is a weird one, right? This is a weird one. Did a bit, um, all right, I'm going to go for the cool one. There's two answers. Right? There's one that's not so cool and another one that's cool. Okay. So I'm going to go for the cool. I'm obviously going to want the uncool one afterwards as well. You know okay. that, right? All right, yeah. Uh, well, the cool one, to save my bacon, was, um, what's it called? By Blur. Um, Girls and Boys, Park No, Life, the one, the, 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 oh, my baby. Oh, um, Tender. Tender, right? That song, because that album, basically, we went on a, a school trip school trip to Nottingham, Trent University to see if we, you know, when you do those open days about going to uni. And, um, and me and my mate Tommy, Tommy was the only, oh, was it me that had the CD player? It was me that had the CD player but he had one of these adapters where you can have two people listening to it. Me and Tommy were in a band at the time. Yeah. So we had that on. But the uncool one was rewind like a year or two before that, of coming back from swimming, listening to R. Kelly. Um, Your body's calling for me. <laughs> Your body calling me. <laughs> I've got this vivid memory of the bus journey back from... Doncaster Dome, I think it was. Yeah. With your body calling me on, and it just really loved, like, I just, I was really in the music. It was amazing and fun memory. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. So, what sort of band was you doing back then when you was listening to Blur and stuff like that? What sort of thing was going on then? We was in an indie band. I'm 37. So, um, when I was at school, I left school in 99. So when I was at school, mate, it was Oasis. Because I was like, obviously, I was listening to Soul. My mum was all my mum's Motown. I was listening to... My mum always had a gem... Gold. Gold FM or some... It was always old school music on in the house. 
Life ain't so easy when you're again. So child. Hello, and this one's after Blender of it. You know, all that kind of like, you know, them ones like, it's all these really like lovely old school music. Yeah. And, like, but, um, and then, you know, I'm at school, I'm loving Boys to Men and all this and R. Kelly. And, and then I got into, because like, it's a very white area. In, and uh, I got into Oasis, mate. And uh, I loved it. I fucking... I was just twice the other day, actually. And... Um, Did that oh, make you man. pick up a guitar? Yeah. That's the only... Re- like, the reason I would... If I'd not got into Oasis, it basically... I was an Oasis fan, right? And then Don't Look Back and Angie came out. Now, I don't know if you remember when that came out, maybe. If you was about 14 and listening to Radio 1 at the time, you think fucking Gandhi was like... You know what I mean? It was just the be all and end all. Yeah. And I remember thinking, I really want to play, learn to play this on guitar. I just remember that. So I got, so then you know, well, back then you start badgering your mum and have a guitar, can have a guitar. Oh, you can have a guitar, yeah. You know, whatever conditions it comes under. And then eventually I got, my dad brought one back from work. And it was an old one with really like hard metal strings, I remember. It was mad. Even looking back, I'm like, what guitar was that? Um, and anyway, eventually got an electric. But so, yeah, um, I got into indie. And then at school, you know, I got in a band with my mate Tommy and Chris. And, um, and, and if you would have asked me what I wanted to do in my life then, I would have told you then, music. Um, so I just, I was that that guy, you know, during the new labor time that was on job seekers allowance for me, no new deal for musicians, yeah. mate. I try, I think I might've been on it for about two months. My mates were on it a lot longer than me. I, 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 I was never used to that little amount of money, mate. Uh, Cause I, I had a job since uh, like 11, 10 even. So, um, so, yeah, I left school, went to college, um, but, you know, I wanted a record deal. So back then, mate, that's how you thought when you was in indie band. You'll know it well, obviously, because you've been in this circuit a long time. But can you, you know how different it is now? When it, did you used to run a venue in the like, early two, 2000s and stuff? I've run, I've run my venue for 28 years, so, yeah. So you do yeah. it. So, you, like, I would have been... You You knew people like me, mate. You're, I was your bread and butter, bruv. Like, I was... Just, I was... In, I was you know, had a record deal in band, so like, yeah, I, I, you, yeah. know, it, you know that you know that scene, and like looking back, it's got like it, I don't know what people do now, but I know that I used to have a gig on a Saturday, Sunday. I might do a bit of an acoustic gig on a Wednesday in Derby, you know, or I might be in Mansfield. My mates bands on, yeah, it was that happened a lot. Yeah. So that was my life, mate. And then you know, I'm I'm working at a call center, calling in sick, all of that. You know, then I'm getting pissed off because in Nottingham, no, no, none of the labels bothered coming up to Nottingham back in them times there. So I had to move down to London. I I believed I had to go to London. So that's what I did. Was you, was you confident? Because you touched on something that where, where you said, you know, you was, you was you know, pretty much uh, in, a, in a very white area. Did, did that affect, did that, you know, did that? affect your 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 up you know your upbringing and and your you know and being in bands and that did it 
Yeah, you know, was, you, was, you, was, you, was you confident as well, I should ask? Yes, I was very confident. Like, that's the thing about me. Like, <laughs> I've got a big mouth, me. And, I'm, and, I, and, I, and also, I'm, I'm just, I, I say it and then I think, you know what I mean? I just, I'm a very hyperactive person and I love to, like, have a laugh and, and all of that. So I spent a lot of my teen years just, you know, either just you know just getting on trying to get on with people and I, I'd either love me or you hate me I, I suppose you know and obviously back then it was cool to think to act like Liam Gallagher yeah of course, of course. everybody wanted like every it was like that was the thing you know if you had a bit about you and all of that and um are you um are you a driven person Liam yes not I am a driven person when I'm when I'm when I'm kind of ignited like if I don't want to do it though you can't drive me to do it whereas I think you can with other people and that's why school was good for them yeah but like if I don't want to do it I find it dead hard to be honest with you mate yeah what was the first record you remember buying oh fucking hell this Again, can't be a... cool. You're not allowed to be cool with this one. That's, <laughs> that's the rules, mate. <laughs> you nipped me in the bud there, didn't you? You nipped me well in the bud. <laughs> um, with my own money, it's Boys to Men, Cooley High Harmony. Yeah. That, was it called, or was it called, yeah, it was called Cooley High Harmony. And it had Motown Philly on it and End of the Road. And I got it in Nottingham at... HMV. And so, as you as you grew up and you you know you you become a musician and uh, you know how, how important did did record shops become for you? And how important are they uh, you know as an artist now? Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Well, I think they're really important um, to the degree that I'm starting to think about whether I might become like, you know, like an advocate in that. You know, a bit like how that geezer from Gomez is now the like on the board of the Ivers. Yeah. And, and like he's proper promoting like this broken record campaign and we get bored in life, you know me. And like I've, I've managed to pull this one off. I'm doing music for a living, but I could fill my time with doing some positive things like that, supporting these record shots because they are massively important, but they are also quite cool to just have on the high street, mate. Yeah. Like, I, last time I was in Bristol, it was, I had a right little vibe on me when I nipped into FOP and all that, whatever. It's not FOP, it was another one. Um... And, you know, the kind of people that run these record shops are generally chatty people, mm. 
You know, you could be in there half an hour. You don't know what you're going to come out with. You get chatting to people in there, you could end up discovering something you had no idea existed. I think they're they're really good tastemakers, you know, good record yeah. shops. And I think we need, like, you know now as well, especially, like, places like where, you know, you're in the thick of it in Essex. I'm, you know, like, I'm in Croydon at the moment. And I just think whatever your politics, whatever your, what's triggered you on social media that day, record shop could be somewhere where you can just go and just talk about music. Do you know what I'm saying? And it could be quite, yeah. You, you said something earlier, just, you know, a moment ago, you said, oh, I, you know, I kind of got away with doing music for a living. Like, do you, do you ever suffer <laughs> with, like, um, imposter syndrome? Of course. Uh, like, even, mate, I'm doing the front row on uh, BBC Four on Thursday, and, like, I'm shitting it. She's ringing me at 2 o'clock, <laughs> and I'm shitting it. That's a posh one, isn't it? Maybe yeah. Got to be on it, haven't you? You've got to be a proper nah. grown-up on there. Hey, bro, like, now, let, hey, 2003, try telling Liam Bailey that, bruv. Liam Bailey! <laughs> i tell you what, we should do another podcast with some of my lads. All right. We, yeah, i tell you that. But anyway, um, um, look, I just can't believe it sometimes, mate. Uh, I, look, I did work hard. I did. Um, I am lucky. Uh, but I am. I have also worked hard. But I thought, you know, just I mean it though, and I do it for the right reasons. And I think that's why I'm still here doing this. You know, yeah. I don't think it's because of the Chaser Status song. You know, I don't think it's really because I got because Amy put my EPs out, or it's you know, I feel like it's because I'm just a dickhead that couldn't put it down. You know. You almost you know, said, like, I'm still here because I just won't go away. It almost comes yeah. across like that. Literally, but literally, like, it, 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 it's literally... That's drive. It, it, That's drive, yeah, mate. Yeah. I Like, look, mate, you know what? Like, I do some... I did, The other day, I, I was on Mushrooms, right? And um, and I, I, like an idiot, I had my phone in my hand, right? And I was on social media on Magic Mushrooms, yeah? Right, embarrassing it was, mate. I got fucking. I'm, I mean, I'm that, that's to... a combo you do not want to get involved bruh, with. Well, the things that were coming out of my mouth and how embarrassing it looked, right? But I deleted it. I, I, it was up there for about three hours, yeah. I deleted it. But my point being is, when things have gone wrong for me or like something that you just like, how could you look at anyone? Or I just still find myself walking through the fire and cat and like I have no shame when it comes to making mistakes and still wanting to do music again I have no shame like if um yeah it's mad <laughs> it is it's proven it's not just a hobby with me it's actually in my wiring like I'm just a bit weird me and that's and that's that I'll just keep doing it and doing it and it's all I'm good at and and it's working for me at the moment so Count my blessings. Absolutely. Track five, Liam. The song that yep. soundtrack your years clubbing. <sighs> I've got to be real with you, mate. My song. Because, like, I wasn't really a clubber. Like, to be honest with you, you might get me down at the bomb. There used to be a spot called the bomb in Nottingham. Drum and bass. You might get me dancing to some drum and bass in stealth. Right? But you will not have got me dancing to club music, mate. 
Do you remember how uncool that was in 2001 when you was in an indie band, mate? That was not cool. Faithless, all right. I liked Faithless, though. Yeah. There's so, a few of the bands like that that, you know, and, 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 and Chase and Prodigy and Chemical Brothers, they all crossed into the indie scene, didn't they? You know, that, that you get well, them played at your it, indie clubs. Exactly. So, so I didn't really have any... I had... I was always out, going out, but not like clubbing years like that. So Blind Faith, when I started making music with Chase of Status and going on tour with them, that was my introduction introduction into the UK dance scene. I've got to be real, like, sometimes I was just nodding, going, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, I know what you mean, when they were talking about DJs, and I didn't have no clue, bruv. I was there because, like, I, like, I was just soaking it in, do you know what I mean? Um so I'd have to say my song, Blind Faith. It's probably not just yours, mate. I reckon there's a lot, a lot of people on this planet that... Rob, it was on Strictly at the weekend. My auntie texted me. <laughs> You've made I, it, mate. Never have Rob, imposter syndrome again. <laughs> listen, listen, yeah. When your auntie's texting you... <laughs> li- right, bear in mind, I've done loads of amazing things in my career. <laughs> but... She'll text you when you're on Strictly, man. <laughs> Mate, put the guitar down. Completed it. Completed it. <laughs> but, you know, it just shows you how big that song is. What is a dubstep club's anthem doing on a ballroom? But, you know, that's what, that's, I love that about Britain. For no well. other reason than it's good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Caught a mood. It caught a mood. Didn't it? It caught a mood. And the thing is, I feel like the feedback I get from it is it, it like, especially with, like, lads that were, like, between teenage to, like, 30, like, or maybe early, like, maybe teenage to late to, like, mid-20s, you know, those lads that are just, you know, getting aggro from their mums because they keep, like, they're one minute they're working down at this factory, next minute they've got sat and they're looking for other, you know, it was just... Just the life, like, you know, just, oh, me, I just know it from being at Fabric and stuff and some of these lads coming up to me going, oh, mate, you know, I'm still living at my mum's, she's doing me head in, telling me I'm smoking too much weed, bro. But you know your song, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> or it'd be like, or, or it'll be really deep, deep ones. Like, you know, I was suicidal and I thought club, you know, this lifestyle was doing me in, but that, you know, reminds me of coming out of it and all of that. So that's good. I was in a very dark place when I wrote it. So it's good that that good came from it. Yeah. Positives from negatives. Absolutely. For track six, I'm going to take you back to Nottingham. A favourite song from an artist from your home county. Oh, 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 oh. Who's Who's from Nottingham? Um, right. Sleaford Mods are from Nottingham, aren't they? Sleaford Mods are from Nottingham. Um, so are um, so is Jake Bug. Yeah, six by seven from Nottingham. Yes. Yeah. Oh wow, that took me back. <laughs> that was two thousands, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. They had some very um, big records. Uh, then you've got um. A, a singer called Natalie Duncan. She's amazing. She's, she works a lot with Goldie. 
Um, you, did you watch that, that BBC documentary on the Not In A Music scene a couple of years ago? They made a documentary about it, and Jake Bug was on it. And, no, uh, I, and they, they, were, they didn't. Go on. And they were going to all the different sort of promoters from the area and, and, and just talking about the scene in Nottingham and how yeah. there is that expectation, like you said, to, to move to London to try and make it. It was, it was really interesting, yeah. Doc. Right. Yeah, I, I didn't see it, but I know that subject. And, like, you know, nowadays you probably wouldn't need to do it mm. um, because, you know, me, I remember when I came to London, you had to go internet cap to go yeah. get your Wi-Fi. Internet cafe, me. It's not willy nilly like it is now. So, and I remember my mate who I was in a band with in Nottingham came down to London to visit, and he told me about MySpace. So, but yeah, years ago I was chatting to um, uh, on a on a podcast with um, Gary Powell from the from the Libertines. And he was saying that one of the things that was key, which would have been around then, to to the Libertines' success was. When they'd they'd go to sort of sound checks and afterwards they'd all be sort of sitting around, they'd say like Pete would disappear. And and I guess sometimes they'd probably disappear at the wrong places, but he said ninety-nine percent of the times he would then be going to an internet cafe and it was around the whole kind of chat room culture is what the Libertines like following yeah. built yeah. from. And he would just yeah. go there and he would chat to all of the people and go, Right, we're doing yeah. this show, then there's this squat gig here. Yeah. You know, and like and he said yeah. he built that whole thing from internet cafes and it yeah. just grew from there. Yeah, I remember when, because I, when I started going out with my first girlfriend, Hannah, uh, she, we was in Loughborough and um, I, uh, a couple of her housemates were big Libertines fans and they were showing me on the computer, Pete Doherty had this like blog um, and it was like his diary and that and it was all personal and and like I remember, mate, they smashed it, didn't they, with all that, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm going to push you to pick a track from Nottingham. Oh, uh, look, right, this is going to be biased, right? And I wish I could give you a Jake Bug song and a spiritualized. Oh, you know spiritualized, I mean? of course. He's from uh, the geezer of Jason. From, one, yeah, Jason, I think he's from Nottingham. Um, but me, I've got to just go with like it's my. It, I, I, it's an artist called First Blood in in Nottingham, hip hop UK hip hop, um, and he's got a song called Innovate, and it just reminds me of just hustling in Nottingham and like you know just being in bands and dipping in and out of venues and out of like Pete's house, Pete First Blood's house, like and. To, you know, getting a bit of rid of bit bit of weed here, and just so you've got a bit of a smoke, and you know, just the whole being twenty, and and it was a, just a wicked hip hop song. Um, hopefully, it'll be online, but that that is where I'll go with that one. Okay, last track, Liam, and you get to play DJ now, and yeah. uh, a song that many may not know that you would like them to hear. Mm. You know what? You might be in luck here, mate. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm going to go for a new song that I've just come across. 
It does it it's don't have to be by me, does it? No, no, not at all. Yeah. It's a new song that I've just come across by this new artist and the name's K Young. K A Y Young. And it's a song called Ego. And it's sick, mate. And she's really vibed me up at the minute, mate. Her music's just got me like, oh, like I feel like I want to write a song now. <laughs> what sort of stuff is it? What's it like? She sings, she raps, she's a brilliant lyricist. Um She's just been signed to Rock Nation, I believe, Jay-Z's label. Wow. And, um, bro, like, she's doing it for the right reasons. She's, she's got interesting little take, like, little, just, you know, her outlook's pretty cool. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, bro, I'll go with that one. Okay, young. Okay. Well, so, yeah, go on. As we as we find ourselves hopefully at some point coming out of this situation that we've been in uh, in twenty twenty, um, what are you looking forward to personally, and what have you got happening professionally? Okay, um, I'm looking forward. I know this this is going to be cliche, but the first gig I do, mate. <laughs> Can you imagine how good all of these people's first gigs um, back are going to be? Can you imagine the fucking joy and the the outpouring of everything? It's going to be insane, right? They'll have to do like a whole day. You'd have to do like a whole day. Like, I don't know if you're like, you know, certain bands, bruv, like when they're having a good gig, they don't want to get on stage. <laughs> certain fucking drummers, mate. <laughs> You're not going to get them off stage, bro. You know those drummers that have been getting 20 quid a night for fucking 20 years? You know. After the gigs they do, they don't even want to be there after the second song. And then we... <laughs> um, no, I mean, look, I've got to be real. It's a gig. Uh, I want to do a gig. No plans yet, but, you know. And, um, and, and getting... And getting some amazing music made. Because I've built a bit of momentum now, so it'd be nice to keep the momentum going. So the quicker I can get making some more music, the better, basically. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, Liam, thanks so much for your time today, mate. It's been a real oh, laugh. Good. It's been really yeah. good fun. Cheers, mate. Yeah, same here, mate. And wish you all the best with it. You too. All right, brother. Nice thanks, one. Mate. There you go. I don't think I'd laugh so much uh, recording an off the beaten track as I did there. Um, what a force of nature Liam is. Um, uh, absolutely lovely fella. And uh, and I guarantee that definitely come across uh, in that podcast. And I hope you had as much fun listening uh, as I did recording that with, with Liam. Um, thanks ever so much for supporting. As mentioned at the beginning, please go and uh, check out the back catalogue and uh, and go and rummage in the archives because you've got over 170 episodes with some of your favourite musicians, producers, DJs, comedians, actors, actresses, everything. It's all there. It's all there. You can find out about everything you need to know at offthebeatandtrack.com. That's not beaten. That's beatandtrack.com. No. No, God, I can't even get my website right. Off the beat and track podcast. Com. Look after each other, and uh, and I'll see you next time. Thanks ever so much for listening. Bye-bye. I've got an announcement. Save Our Souls Clothing. www.sosclothing.co.uk Why am I telling you this? 
because they're our official sponsor. Yeah, that's right. Go and check them out because their clothing is off the scale. You're going to love it. So they've decided they want to be our sponsor, which is amazing. And what I have to do is I have to tell you about why they're amazing. So here's a little bit of blurb. So they've only been going a year. And they're based in South End on Sea, just up the road from me. They put the company together based on a, a love of tattoos and alternative music. And they've worked with some of the greatest artists around the world to produce these items of clothing that are as unique as you lot. All of the designs are printed using biodegradable, sustainable and water-based inks. In addition to that, they only print on garments made by members of Fairwear Foundation. I mean, come on, great clothing and a conscience. Since going live in April last year, they've seen their audience grow massively and are now selling orders all across the world. And they were recognised by Cosmopolitan magazine as one of the best sustainable clothing brands alongside names such as Stella McCartney. I mean, that's quite a first year, right? So, go and check them out because they've put a lot of love into supporting this podcast and I couldn't be happier. What else they've done is they've given you 15% off. So if you head over to www.sosclothing.co.uk, do a bit of shopping, see what you like, throw it in the basket, and then on the way out, put in the discount code BEAT15, B-E-A-T-1-5, and that'll save you 15% off. Amazing, right? www.sosclothing.co.uk official sponsors of Off The Beat and Track Podcast. It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whipping. Hey, 